0: What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. This week, to celebrate the 100th episode of the Rewatchables podcast, Quentin Tarantino returns for the third and final movie in his three-part series with us. In the final episode, Bill Simmons and Sean Fennessy discuss with Quentin one of his favorite movies, the 1990 crime thriller King of New York. Make sure to check out this special episode and follow at the Rewatchables on Twitter for highlights of all 100 episodes. To another episode of Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Halliwell.
1: And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're talking about the Vanity Fair Hollywood issue. We have a hearty helping of relationship news. And also, really exciting, Worst Take is back. Woohoo! It's
2: not Liz Kelly, unfortunately, but baby steps. It's why I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you hear the bell, we have to change topics. And now, let's spill the tea.
0: Okay, Tea Time checks in with the Vanity Fair Hollywood issue. Every year this comes out. This year was Destination Hollywood. It's like taking, you know, the like top 23 names and putting them in a nice cover, interviewing
1: them. People who they thought were surely to get a nomination. Right. But it turned out they didn't. Yeah,
2: so they released it after the Oscar nominations came out
1: right but they must have shot it like what right like way before and the the only
2: people on the main cover are Eddie Murphy Renee Zellweger and J-Lo right tough
1: (laughs) two of those three did not get nominated
2: and then I think it's kind of cheating we're about to I guess go through all of this but 23 people is too many
0: That is Too many what? Too many exciting names this year? You think they should have shaved it down to? It's like in
2: school when you're highlighting stuff in a textbook and then you realize you've highlighted two-thirds of the page Um. and then you're like, this isn't helpful because I've highlighted everything. Yeah. Yeah. You have to make some cuts in order to, like, make— You know, it just cuts down on the impact when you have 23 people. So who would you cut? Okay, just scrolling through. I don't need Margaret Qualley here. Love her, but don't need her.
0: Like, cut her. But don't you think she was kind of a breakout— of this yeah, year. Like, does she need to be on a bandy fair Hollywood issue? Yeah, perhaps not.
2: Okay. Um Lily Rose Depp, absolutely wild <laughs> for The King. Come on. <laughs> She's in 10 minutes of that movie. Yeah. Uh literally 10 minutes. I watched it unfortunately. <laughs> um like come on. Laura Dern, sure, but like okay. Jennifer Hudson for cats, wild. Get I'm her waiting out of here. for
0: you to say Lily Reinhardt. I could I'm not. I'm scrolling along. I haven't gotten to her yet. I Believe she weaseled her way in. That's I thought wild. She was a more underwhelming character. Give us
2: Kiki Palmer.
0: Yeah, Where totally. Kiki Palmer. Uh, there are three like nine year
2: old white boys on here that I literally could all be the same person. And I, like, think you could tell me that? And it's Noah Jupe, Griffin Davis, and Oak Fagley. If you've ever heard of any of them, like no. I'll give you a million dollars. Like why are they here? Lily Reinhardt also horrible. The Austin Butler, no. Like, he's not there yet. Yeah, that's true. Like, Maybe what's next year. he been year? in yet? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, do it next year. Beanie can stay. No, nope, it's too early for Beanie, too, honestly. Like, these people are, like, up and coming. The Vanity Fair Hollywood issue is, like, people who've made it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. People who are going to get Oscar nominations.
1: I will say they do, if you go to their website, so it might be different in the magazine itself. Yeah. They only feature nine of right. those actors. Right, so. Which is, like. Then make those cuts online, too. Yeah.
2: Like, I guess it's fine. There are some that I'm excited to see, like, Florence Pugh's in here, Taika Waititi's in here, Daniel Kaluuya, Aquafina, Park Sodam. but, like, yeah.
0: like, just make some cuts. Did you like yeah. the overall, like, visuals of it? I did. The- it's very Mad Max. Yeah.
1: You know? I thought it was kind of like, eh, like, we tried, not really. <laughs>
2: yeah, and, like, there are people in, like, these beautiful dresses that have just been, sure. like, CGI'd onto this highway, and I'm yeah. like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah. commit to the theme, you know? Yeah.
1: No, I get that. I just, I'm just like still reeling over Jennifer Lopez's snub. Yeah, we need
2: to discuss that it. That was
1: egregious and not okay.
2: Tea Time did everything we could. Literally everything. Uh, Which obviously our impact was not enough. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) Shocking. Stunning development.
0: So where does she go now? Do you think she's going to lay low a couple years with this whole like, you know, making it as a legitimate actress in the industry again? Or do you think she's just going to keep? She has the Super Bowl coming up. Mm -hmm. That's true.
2: And so that's like can be like a hard pivot to, like, huge superstar, like, yeah. pop star again. Yeah. She has, like, the Versace campaign that she's, like, the face of. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, she may just go back to being an unbelievable, like, pop star. Yeah, yeah,
0: this role was so perfectly
1: curated for her. I know, I'm so sad. I feel sad. Well, and also, I I could see her, like, come out with, like, an interview at the end of the year talking about how she got snubbed mm-hmm. and yeah. how, like, she's just like, I needed some time off or something right. like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I don't know, maybe, like, Diane Sawyer, what is she doing? Maybe – do an interview with her. Ooh. You know? Okay. Maybe. Sure. But it's just, it's unfair. And I was reading this great Vanity Fair article, and they were saying that she didn't ugly herself up. Like, she didn't make herself be a single mom, like, taking care of five kids or something. Like, right. she was a woman using her sexuality, and, and she got snubbed for it. I and know. It's just like it's like what? that.
2: I mean, I also read a lot of articles about it, and it was like yeah. this perfect anti-hero role that like men yeah. win shit for all the time. Totally. Yeah. And people were just like, oh, like, no, I just didn't relate to her character. I'm
1: like, it's fucking J-Lo. And she's incredible. Well, also, it's like they're like her character wasn't like outrightly, you know, likable in some parts of the movie. And I'm like, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> like, I it's just like Phoenix blowing. isn't
2: likable in the I During right? the entire film. I, can't. I, can't I feel it.
1: sad.
0: Let's pour one out for J-Lo. Yeah. All right, next category, we're moving swiftly along, going to get more positive this week in social media. Okay, a tweet made big rounds this week, which was, what classic book were you to read in high school that you still despise to this day? Do you guys have answers? Everybody at the ringer is quote cool tweeting this, putting the info. This was from Kirk Moore. I do. Do you guys have one?
2: I also do have one that immediately came to mind. Same. I was like a huge nerd in high school and I was on the academic Super Bowl. So I had to like read all sorts of bad shit. Uh-huh. But the one book that I literally hated and like literally did not read mm-hmm. for my senior English class was Wuthering Heights. Never i never read that. fucking oh. hate
0: <laughs> Why did
2: you so your lane? Literally, like I had to read so many horrible books for this class, like AP English or whatever the fuck it was. And I remember opening up being like, romance, like it's not going to be that sure. bad, it's yeah. famous, so many movie adaptations. And literally like just the way it was written and the way, like fucking Heathcliff, like the worst <laughs> love interest of all time. I remember I read like two chapters and I was like, I will
0: fucking cheat. And I just like, used spark wow. notes
2: for like the rest of that. And I never did that. What I was like I, a huge nerd.
0: It feels the same energy as. Little women to me. So I'm shocked. That is the most offensive <laughs> thing you've ever said. Shocked no, you hated that. I hated it so much wow did, did you guys watch I am mean, not watched. did you guys read 1984 by George yes. Orwell yes no scary book yeah. no, no yeah. stay oh, away okay. not like a good scary oh. like a Frankenstein like a bad scary like a scary, realistic scary where there's, it's yeah. a dystopian universe like and Handmaid's yeah. Tale kind yeah. of scary exactly Big Brother's always watching and then it ended so miserably it was oh, so God. depressing I was in the 11th grade you know you already got a lot of angst I was just like what the hell is the point that was a signed mm. reading for me over the summer with
1: Brave oh, New mm. World
2: and th- which are both like the world is going to shit like very realistic <laughs> yeah. like dystopian and we had to read both of them over the summer and I was like holy shit yeah I think going into that senior English class
1: yeah I didn't love those either what's your choice so I had to read a book in like I want to say 10 9th grade it was called all the pretty horses by Cormac McCarthy <laughs> And there is no punctuation in this book. And I wanted to murder Cormac McCarthy by the end of it. I was like, can we not do this? And then he took like five pages to describe the sunset. And I was like, we don't care. It's a sunset. We've all seen them. All right. This is such specific trauma for all of
0: us. I know, we all, like,
2: very clearly had an answer, which I guess was the point of this tweet, was like everyone has something that they're carrying with them. (laughs) Oh,
0: no. Okay, next thing in social media. Um, We've been talking a lot about who will sing the
2: new Bond song on Tea Time. I really wanted it to be Harry Styles. We talked about maybe Adele doing it. Billie Eilish was teasing on her Instagram story all these pictures of past Bond girls, and everyone was like, well, she's doing it. And she (laughs) is. She's writing it with her brother, Phineas, and she's recording it soon, I guess. And honestly, I love this choice. I'm kind of into it. Why not? Yeah, she has kind of the
1: funky, mysterious feel. Yeah, the badass kind of. Do you see her winning an Oscar for this? (gasps) Ooh,
2: I would be so into that, honestly. Holy
1: crap, that would be insane. I want to see Billie
2: Eilish. I want to see what Billie Eilish wears to the Oscars next year.
0: Yeah, that's I fair. I want that in my life. Uh, next thing, this is a bizarre start to this category. Um, I want to talk about this, but only in the way that it is an cr- incredibly bizarre coincidence that all of these different things fell into place. Uh-huh. Gigi Hadid was called to be a juror for the Harvey Weinstein rape and sexual assault trial in New York.
1: And you should. Stars, they're just like us. Sorry. Okay.
0: Yeah, you should read about the trial. And, like, if you want, I don't really want to focus on that because it's, yeah. like, extremely upsetting. But I want to talk about. Like, the chances of Gigi Hadid, who is connected in several different ways to this case and the people involved in it, being called as a juror, which is so rare, to this specific courthouse, like, I was—my mind was boggled all day. I— talked about it every 20 minutes. With I eight. know. We've
2: been mind blown over this for days. What are the chances of that?
0: Right. And we it's were wild. like researching it.
2: Like maybe we just don't understand how like jury yeah. selection works. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, look at, we were like, no, really like
0: this is just a coincidence that Gigi Hadid was randomly summoned for this jury. It's getting so much press, obviously. Paparazzi is, like, following it closely for many reasons, but also now that she has showed up two different times. She also made it through the first round Wow, of, like, that's weird. general interviews. Right. They asked her, and she was, like— She's met Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. She knows Salma Hayek, who's a potential witness in the case. And she also is friends with Cara Delevingne, who is one of the women right. who has publicly accused him of, like, some sort of sexual misconduct. Right. And, that's and it took wild. Her several days to be dismissed. That's yeah. wild. 62 jurors were dismissed overnight. This just happened today. So yeah. now she's off, but— what a weird piece of celebrity news! What this a weird week. coincidence! Really strange, really bizarre, and then hard
1: pivot to this next piece of social media <laughs> news. No, no, there's <laughs> no, no, good segue. No, no good segue. There's no good segue. Uh, Just do it. Well, except Joe Jonas. You know, he used to date Gigi Hadid. But there you go. We'll um, we'll go with that. Okay. So the Jonas Brothers did a little recreation of the "Don't Be Rude" video from like I think the first season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. If you've seen it. You know it it's like Kim and she has a giant bag and it's very like 2007 and she smacks Chloe with it Chloe with the bangs and I think she's wearing like a juicy zip up and she's like don't be fucking rude and it's just like <laughs> sorry and it's it's just like a dumb clip but honestly and I guess the Kardashians like commented on the video of mm-hmm. Joe was in the Kim position and Nick was in the uh, (laughs) Chloe position. And then Kevin just briefly, like, there's just a flash of Kevin at the end. (laughs) Classic. But honestly, they didn't do a good job. It was just like, okay, okay. Like, put some effort into it, boys. Yeah, if you're going to do
0: this, you got to really
1: do it. And they really didn't. There was no, also, point of it if you
0: weren't, if you were going to half-ass it. Might as well go back to the drawing board, like, put on some, they had wigs on, right? But they didn't have much else. Did they? I don't even know. I'm actually not sure. I watched this with, like, one eye as I was doing (laughs) other work because I couldn't bring myself to do it. No, it
1: was lame, and they just, like, lip-synced to it. That's literally all they did.
2: My friend sent this to me, my friend Lindsay who listens to Tea Time, and she was like, ah, and I was like, I'm like really, really sorry, but I don't know this reference. <laughs> oh, I like really, really, she felt so betrayed that I didn't know what this was. Damn. And They're yeah, not really even bad. in wigs.
0: You're right. There are no wigs. It's wow. dumb. Put on a wig at put, least. At least put on a goddamn wig. At <laughs> least you could do. Um, I'm saving the best for last. <laughs> this is good. This is so good. Okay. I know, Kate, you don't watch The Bachelor and you refuse to watch this season. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And even if you don't follow the show, this will be interesting. I do. I'm excited (laughs) to talk about this. Okay. So, The Bachelor is back. The Bachelor is named Peter Weber. There's a contestant Mm. who I happen to really like. Her name is Maddie Pruitt. Since she Instagrammed a photo of her and Peter on this one on one date they went on recently, and the caption was Woke up feeling super grateful, the most perfect date with the perfect guy, heart emoji. And she's (laughs) great. I do really like her. I think she's going to go really far. Mm -hmm. She's a fan favorite. But she made a crucial error on social media this week. She commented on her own account from her own account and said, beautiful date, Maddie. You are so genuine and real. That emoji. (sighs) Devastating. absolutely oh, devastating oh, mistake. Oh, 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 oh. This is uh, my Super Bowl because <laughs> obviously she's the Kevin Durant of the Bachelor world because Kevin Durant is known to have burner accounts that like kind of, <laughs> he messed up a lot of like switching accounts. And Great like, reference, Liz. Uh, thank you. I work for the ringer.com, you know. <laughs> um, it's a really grave error. And so she tried to correct it and she a friend commented on the post and said, oops, thought I wrote that comment about being real and genuine for my account, but was logged on to Maddie's when she got back from filming. Don't hate me, Maddie. Okay. That friend doesn't have to take the fall for that. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessary. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Own up to it. We all want support, you know, from the public. If I so was Maddie, I would probably create a burner account or two being like, <laughs> love you girl. Like Everyone has so okay. a Finsta. It's fine. Right. You just got to own up to it and laugh about it. So then there's now all this like counter backlash because I guess on like Reddit and all these fan pages, there's a lot of photos of her of the contestants (laughs) and there are a lot of accounts, quote unquote, saying things like, I know some people might say bad things about her, but they're just jealous. We're from the same town and she's incredibly nice and sweet and very religious. So now everyone's like... Who was saying that, Maddie? Right, how we can't, can't trust, trust anyone. <laughs> totally. This is like, sure, Jan. Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. So anyway, be careful on social media with your finances. <laughs> okay, moving on. The next category is Tea Time's biggest relationship news ever. We got some bad news, unfortunately, this week. We're going to get that out of the way first and then end on a happy note of sorts.
1: Okay, start, Amelia. Okay, so this will be really quick because it's like YouTubers. Who cares? Jeffree Star, makeup guru, and cosmetic King uh, and his face. <laughs> oh, I don't. I mean, you know, he has a cosmetics line that's that very popular. I know that I watched his videos oh, before. Amazing. Okay, anyway. He and his boyfriend, Nathan Schwant, have broken up and he posted this really sad video and like his little Pomeranian dogs were also like, nah, in the background, which was like kind of funny, but it was sad.
2: <laughs> this was all over my Twitter. Me yeah. too. And I didn't, I mean, I know who he is. I didn't know who the boyfriend was and I didn't know he had a boyfriend, but yeah. I, everyone yeah, you know. was like devastated They've been by dating this.
0: for a long time yeah. before Jeffree Star really blew up. Jeffree Star just bought in a beautiful, enormous mansion yeah. for them two to live together. And then, of course, Jeffree Star goes on. Social or and like YouTube and his Instagram all teary eyed and yep. like <laughs> go to my YouTube page look. <laughs> and then it's some tell all about the relationship but yeah this is sad yeah ah also people who <laughs> broke up but there is still hope I believe is Vanessa Hudgens and Austin Butler dated for almost nine years yeah. now they're done. Really, really sad. Apparently, their acting schedules got too hectic. Mm. She's filming the Princess Switch 2 in Scotland, and Austin's filming the Untitled Elvis biopic in Australia. So, of course, like, those two time zones could not be more different. But— there's still hope. They're still very connected after all that history. Nine years. Fucking Skype. I know. know? I know. And I felt bad. She was just in an interview with Cosmo UK this month and she was talking about long distance with him and Mm. she goes, the longest we've been apart was four months. It sucks. You start hating hearing yourself say, I miss you. But if it's your person, you make it work. And then later that month, they, I know. We we, I did, we were concerned about this, like, as he started getting, like, famous.
2: a bunch yeah. of stuff. I and mean, yeah. we just said he was in the Vanity Fair Hollywood issue. Yeah. And, like, I mean, she's doing fine, too. Like, yeah, I totally. Think, you know, it just—these things tend to happen. But if, it's like, a one, long
1: time. I feel bad. I know. Yeah. Nine yeah. years is
0: so long. Do you
1: think he was the one to be like, hey, I'm becoming a huge star? Like, bye. I mean, you hope
0: not. You hope not. Vanessa Hudgens, uh-huh. beautiful queen, Netflix checks coming in left and right. I know. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad. Maybe they'll make they'll
1: get back together. Yeah, Maybe. fingers crossed. crossed. Times hoping. And honestly, like I'm not expecting much from that Elvis biopic. So
2: <laughs> you're right. And we'll see. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, we Vanity
1: don't Fair know. thinks
0: they know, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. Next breakup: Pete Davidson and Kaya Gerber. Mm. Dunzo. Finally. Through those three months felt so long. (laughs) Yeah, I actually didn't even care to look into this, really. They're just done. Some things happen. I don't know. I guess he, like, gets really intense with his girlfriends. Yep. Shocker.
1: Yeah, and she's 18 and is maybe kind of like, this is a lot. Yeah. Well, I also recently went to the grocery store and I saw on, like, Star in Touch. It was like, Kaya Gerber. She might lose a billion dollar inheritance if she continues to date Pete Davidson. And then I was like, Is she pregnant? Oh, God. So that's a reliable
0: source. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. You're set
2: to not talking about Pete Davidson for at least a month. Don't say that out loud because
1: (laughs) I'm speaking it into existence. A month?
2: Pete Davidson, be
0: single for a month. We'll see. Last piece of bad news. Kate, go ahead. Someone on Twitter noted
2: that Florence Pugh. And Timothy Chalamet, this is uh, Larry on
0: Twitter
2: <laughs> at L <laughs> I wanna give my proper credit. Sure. Uh, Florence Pugh and Timothy Chalamet used to follow each other on Instagram and now they do not. Something went down and I must know what it was. Uh, I mean, it's easy to kind of brush this aside and be like, it's Instagram, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But kind of historically, this kind of does matter. Like celebrities know that people notice when they follow yeah. and unfollow people. True. yeah. And them unfollowing each other does kind of feel. Notable?
0: If this was a year after the Little Women press and conversation cycle, I get it. Because you follow a cast member to be like, yeah, we're in a cast. This is so great. Mm -hmm. And then later, but in the midst, in the heart of all it, something's up.
2: She just got an Oscar nomination.
1: They're still essentially doing press for this. Yeah. Of her Oscar, Yeah. Nom. That would be uh, petty. Yeah, that would be really funny, that. though. But you know what's not funny? Also not funny involving these two. Actually, <laughs> you know not Timothy. I'm sorry. Just Florence Pugh. i his name out of your mouth. Zach Braff, who she is dating, as we unfortunately all know. I'm sorry. Okay. Florence Pugh's dad. If you Google Florence Pugh's dad, his name is like Clinton or Clifton Pugh. You know who he looks like? Tell us. Fucking Zach
2: it is clinton pew and he does look like zach braff
1: they've got the same nose kind of the same eyes and he just looks like as if you put zach braff's photo into that old person (laughs) app you know it it just looks different
2: i actually want to correct you real quick because if you google florence pew's dad Uh a lot of (laughs) pictures of zach braff (laughs) oh no (laughs) no oh my gosh Uh, but i looked up clinton pew uh, and then you do get some pictures of him. And their nose is a little different, but okay. the rest okay. of their
1: features are the same. We're splitting hairs, but yes. I, yeah. Uh, there's uh, a
2: resemblance, unfortunately.
1: Uh, Liz just, wanted to know about his
0: hairline. <laughs> yeah, once you Google it, k- tweet me and let me know what y'all think about his hairline. <laughs> um, we support Florence
2: Pugh. We just want better for her and we're a little concerned about yeah. this turn events.
0: Okay, we're moving on to happy news.
2: Kate, go ahead. Anna Faris, uh, there were a lot of rumors in November that she was engaged. She was spotted wearing a big old yellow diamond ring. And her co-star, Allison Janney, confirmed on Monday that she is engaged. Mm. Whether or not she was supposed to confirm that is sure. <laughs> yeah. is questionable, since Anna Ferris was very quiet about it. But uh, Allison Janney was like, I know she's been engaged for a long time. I kept it very quiet. I'll have you know. I was like, well, not anymore, Allison. Right. <laughs> um, and what I want to comment on is the yellow diamond ring. Because this is the third engagement that Anna Ferris has had, which is mm. fine. But do you think she's just bored of a regular diamond? Because I find the yellow diamond to be ugly, a little dirty looking. <laughs> I f- I love yellow, and yellow is my favorite color. You cannot pay me to wear a yellow ring. It ever. just looks
1: almost. Fake and cheap, and like, was there weird fluoride in this? You know what I mean? Right. And actually,
2: there's a good dig in this article where they're like trying to figure out how much it costs okay. and like trying to like, gauge, like, and somebody was like, oh, like yellow center stone is usually between $75,000 and $100,000. And a different expert is like, actually, I think it's more on the light side of the fancy yellow scale rather ooh. than the intense ooh, fancy dang. yellow colors. We'd estimate the stone to be $20,000, <laughs> which
0: again is a lot for engagement. Lot. Right? Yeah. right. Yeah. I was like, ooh, ending it with that is a little shady. <laughs> I'm more focused on that a coworker worker outed her engagement. Green. so if she's out and about wearing right. an engagement ring. You know, that's pretty much the answer. Right. But if you had broken the news as me, a public figure, if you told everyone that I was engaged and you had only <laughs> kept it secret for a couple months, I would be pissed <gasps> at I'm got pretty
2: quiet about Liz Kelly's relationship, but I'm just going to confirm it to literally everyone it right feels now. It weird that
1: that was that moment. Right. Know? Yeah. Just I don't like it. But also good. Good fan yeah, Anna Ferris. Good for her. Okay. Next piece. So Jesse J and Channing Tatum, you know, I predicted that they would get married and stuff. Well, <laughs> then they broke up. Well, guess what? They might be maybe back together because they were spotted uh, spending some time with Channing's six-year-old daughter Everly. So, and they seem very happy together, according to a source from People Magazine. But who knows if they're back together? I'm hoping they are. I'm hoping she's pregnant. That'd be a great story. <laughs> Big
0: dreams. Just Thanks. so you could get that prediction right. Well. Yes, but also <laughs> just because, like,
1: you know, happy for, yeah, their, that yeah, for them. Yeah, we want better for them. yeah, We do.
0: Uh, next piece that I myself put in, like, the happier end of things, but I don't know what exactly to call this. There was a GQ piece on Diplo, and Sia had decided to weigh in on their, like, very um, sexual, tension-filled <laughs> working relationship. So this is what Sia said. Much of our relationship is just spent uh, trying not to have sex so that we wouldn't ruin our business relationship because he's super duper hot. This year, I wrote him a text and I said, hey, listen, you're one of like five people I'm sexually attracted to, and now that I've decided to be single for the rest of my life and I just adopted a son, I don't have time for a relationship. If you're interested in some no-strings sex, then hit me up. Rich text, obviously. (laughs) She's adopted a son. She decided she's going to be single forever. And she wants to, you know, with Diplo, <laughs> <laughs> which is a choice. And in this room, we have two Diplo fans. Kaya, please turn on your mic. Uh, Diplo fan's a strong word, yeah. but you know what? We've unfortunately made our
2: bed and we have to lay in it right. with or without Diplo. Um, I like Sia, and I actually really like all the songs that she's done with him and Lazarus. Yeah. The, like, LSD combo. That's, like, what they call themselves. <laughs> Love yeah, that. And they're all pretty good. So creatively, I like them together. Okay. I think they're both super weird.
0: Yes. And yes. I honestly am kind of into them as a couple. I think this doesn't sound like a healthy working relationship. <laughs> right. right. It feels weird that it's such a big presence in their working relationship. Right. And I I guess I'm kind of confused by it, but I support them both in a sense. It's a weird
2: phrasing. Yes. To be like, we just like have to try so hard not to like jump each other's bones in the studio.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, I don't love that. If it's not happening, do we need to know? Right. Thank you. And I guess I really trust, for some odd reason, I trust Sia's judgment. She's a wonderful artist, and I have historically, like, kind of not loved Diplo. But she says in this interview, at the same time, she goes, he has crazy low self-esteem, which is so interesting because he's one of the most talented and attractive people in the world, but he doesn't know it. I'm like, she's seeing something I don't see? Yes. I mean, apparently the three of you. Wait, oh, wait. Hey, 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 don't
1: put me in that category. <laughs> um,
0: excuse me, it was me, Kai, and Sia. Oh, uh, yes, oh, oh. Our oh, new oh, best. I, thought, I you,
1: you were dropping me in. I was like, wait a second. You are you that's club okay, diplo. Okay, that's fine yes. with me. <laughs> Sorry. And
0: we're ending this weird category with the weirdest news of all. Uh, this was a request from Danny
2: Heifetz, who honestly unfortunately knows that this is very much in our lane. <laughs> you know T Times on that wildlife beat. And uh, we had predicted what wildlife species were going to be, kind of the talk of the town in 2020. Yeah. We missed out on giant tortoises, but the AV Club, Reed Carter at the AV Club, published a headline this week that said, giant tortoise retires after having enough sex to almost single-handedly save his species. Diego, <laughs> a Galapagos giant tortoise, is coming home, is how he uh, enters sure. it. Sure. He begins this this article. And he says, having spent much of his roughly 130 years fucking every tortoise who slowly batted their eyelashes at him, the huge scaly playboy has accomplished his mission of banging out a future for his species. What source are you reading? I just told you it's the (laughs) A.V. Club. (laughs) What the fuck? Basically, this tortoise spent literally like 100 years in a breeding program to save Galapagos giant tortoises. (laughs) Sorry. And literally that was his whole job was he was in this breeding program. And he saved the Galapagos tortoises, I and mean, so now he gets to retire and leave the breeding program and go back to the Galapagos.
0: Fucking well I mean, done!
2: <laughs> you look at the results, and you just have to be impressed at that job you efficiency. You to
1: see it. You do. With Congrats the to number Diego. Number of species <laughs> Kaya. extinct, becoming extinct.
0: You know. Yeah, Kaya's waving us off. We oh, have sorry, to move on. Sorry. This is a pop culture podcast in some form, <laughs> in some way. Okay. Excuse you. Next category just gets weirder. This is Tea Time's worst take of the week, but thank God it's not my take. It is Kate Halliwell, and I'll let you have the floor, Kate. It's been a long time since we've had a worst take of the week. We had this empty
2: category this week. We were trying to figure out how to fill it, and I just kind of spun this up. We'll see if it goes. I'm going to convince myself of it as I talk about it. Cool. My take, inspired by a new Mark Ruffalo TV show on HBO and Paul Rudd's Golden Globe nomination, Is that we should not be impressed by actors playing two versions of themselves in a TV show or movie. Paul Rudd was on this show that made Liz Kelly want to die, where Mm -hmm. he was playing two versions of himself. Mark Ruffalo is playing Brothers on the TV show. I know this much is true. And everyone's like, oh, "Oh my God, let's give Paul Rudd a Golden Globe, which he just got a Golden Globe nomination for this. Uh People are like, oh, my God, it's so hard. Is it that hard? Here's my take. They're acting more. They're not acting better. Paul Rudd would not have earned a Golden Globe for playing whatever, like, husband he played in this Netflix show. He just played two, and he did it okay. Okay. And people combined them together and were like, oh, congrats. This was probably so hard. You should get a Golden Globe.
0: Correct. I support this take. Thank you. Um, And I also have to piggyback and say, I think that Amelia Clark talking to a stick with a tennis ball in the front, pretending it's a dragon, or Mark Wahlberg hugging thin air, pretending it's a teddy bear And Ted. I think that is more impressive acting than what you're talking about. I agree. Yeah. Because, one, it's like the
2: the CGI teams that are doing all the hard work in this case. And, like, you're acting against someone who's... Basically, you know what you're going to say. Like, Mark Ruffalo, acting against Mark Ruffalo, has to be easier for Mark Ruffalo than acting against somebody else because he knows exactly what line reading he's going to do. He knows exactly what he's going to do with the scene. So, like, he's controlling everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's easier for him than, like, acting with somebody else. Like, why, why do we give them awards for playing two roles in one thing and not being like, oh, Adam Driver was in Star Wars and in Marriage Story, and he was great in both, and we'll give him a golden Globe gold for both of these things. Right.
0: Like, do they're you- both just two performances. So you think Lindsay Lohan's performance against herself in The Parent Trap Oof. is just more acting, not better acting. Right. Like, mm-hmm. we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't
2: have awarded, like, Tatiana Maslany was in Orphan Black, which I watched, and everyone was like, oh my god, she plays so many versions of herself, it's amazing. Like, but then when she started playing one character, people were like, oh, she's not that good. Oh, shit. And I'm like, well, yeah, because she was playing, like, it's not that
0: hard. You're yeah. just acting more. Like, yeah. it just takes more time you're not necessarily doing better. I agree. I was reading this article for this take. There was this article in the Wall Street Journal from 2015 and it was in the Ted craze. And I saw this movie once and I kind of forgot how much they interact with that teddy bear who was CGI. And I forgot that it's a pretty sexual movie. And so the actress in it, Jessica Barth, had to make out with Thin air. Oof. And she was saying, there's nothing there when I'm acting opposite Ted. We can rehearse with the stuffed animal, which is a stick with two eyeballs on it. But when it comes time to film it, they take it out and there's nothing. Can you imagine making out full of a crew? Not even, make like, pretending to make out full of a crew of people, just thin air. Impossible. Yes. Incredible
2: acting. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and the people who do this never get awards for it. I think the most popular example is Andy Serkis, who's played like Gollum. He did the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Mm-hmm. He was like Hong Kong, or not Hong Kong. Hong Kong. He was, I literally can't talk today. <laughs> um, he was in the Planet of the Apes trilogy. He was King Kong. Yes. And he's never gotten an Oscar. Mm. But like literally all he does is like put on those motion capture suits <laughs> and interact with just green screens and like people in suits that are going to turn into animals or something and that's got to be harder than paul rudd
0: talking to another person who eventually is going to become another paul rudd do you think by this logic emma watson who is in beauty and the beast good acting no she's she's
2: never been good come (laughs) on that's where you draw the line (laughs) is where i draw the line
1: (laughs) anyway that's my take well i think you could say the same thing for like people who do a lot of voice over acting work Mm. like you know all those people in pixar movies and right or like Robin Williams, there was like at the time apparently like a rumor that he was going to get nominated for Genie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible work, really great work, and yeah. I think what they do is really hard because you're they can't even see their character because usually right. the animators base it off of the voice acting, right? Yeah, So, yeah. so I feel you. Food for thought, Academy. So Paul Rudd's going to go after me
0: and you both. Yes. Now, okay, Correct. got it. Okay, next category is not worth the tea. Kylie Jenner's longtime assistant Victoria has quit Um, this actually happened a while ago but it just is coming out now all of this went down she's been working for Kylie since 2015 like I said she's going to quit to be focused on being an influencer Uh, she has 909,000 Instagram followers and apparently she makes $10,000 a post when it's sponsored and I feel like it's almost a better gig being her assistant because they're in the same friend group Sophia Richie's in there Jordan Mm -hmm. Woods used to be in there now she's doing way better things yeah It just feels like, why would you not continue being her assistant, probably make bank, and then also be an influencer on the side? Right. Sure.
2: Like, the only reason you have 909 followers is because you were Kylie's assistant.
1: Yeah, I'm confused. I mean, I guess she just wants
2: to be her own person,
0: and, like, that can't be an easy job. I was
1: going to say, I think Kylie would be pretty demanding.
0: That would be weird to be best friends with your assistant. I actually can't imagine that. Like, imagine one of us working for I'm, I'm best
2: friends with Bill Simmons. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird, but we wish her the best to be an influencer. Yeah. You know, she's well on her way. She is. Good luck, Victoria. Next one. There was a picture of Julianne Huff that was circulating
2: in the Tea Time chat this week, and I just need to air this out. She was wearing Uggs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Julianne Huff knows she's being photographed. Pretty trendy.
0: Are Uggs coming back? Will they be cool again in the immediate future? They never left Hollywood, I don't believe, because everyone wears them on set when they're, like, mm. wearing high heels or it's yeah. cold. Everybody's in Uggs and, like, a big-ass puffer jacket. In terms of, like, our ordinary people lives, I don't think so. Only because my big feet and Uggs are, like, 10-pound, like, rocket <laughs> shoes just, like, clomping through the world. I don't they're want so them to be comfy, back. comfy, though.
1: Well, and I feel like there's a lot of, like, a 2000s style is coming back. Yeah, right. So yeah. there is that, but— you know, we're probably a little
2: bit away from that, though. I feel like we're still yeah. in, like, the 90s style <laughs> is coming back. So maybe in, like, yeah. five years, that's when they'll come back.
0: We've got a lot looming. Like, I feel like Tea <laughs> Keeps are putting on low-rise jeans. Yeah, we're and just terrified. French nails. Like, uh, it's coming for <laughs> it's us. It's more of that high school
2: trauma.
1: Yeah, I'm scared. Okay, next one. <laughs> okay, so... All right, I don't... There's no way to just say this. You just this. Gotta, so gotta dive right, right in. It. So... <sighs> I'm sorry. Okay. So Sean Mendes was recently on a list of the top searches on men.com, which is a gay porn website. And I just think this is really funny because of the top 10 searches, only Justin Bieber is the other non-porn star on this list. And Sean, I just love that Sean Mendez has made it to the top of this list. He is number one by like a decently large margin. And it's kind of like, screw you, Sean Mendez, because you said some things that were— could be perceived as homophobic, so this is what you get. Sean <laughs> Mendez is an attractive human being, you know, crosses everybody. Everybody I know. thinks so.
2: He had that Calvin Klein campaign. I could see people seeing the Calvin Klein campaign and being like,
0: hmm, I want more. Sure. Right. I just yeah. think it's
1: funny that it's just like, you know, he's next to people yeah. named like William Seed. And <laughs> just like, oh, okay, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Gonna not without that last bit. Okay,
2: moving on. Next one. Um, extremely not worth the see. Tiffany Trump, just always. But she commissioned a portrait of herself out of Swarovski crystals. Oh, my And God. it extremely does not look like her. <laughs> and people on Twitter were talking about how it looks like Miley Cyrus. But I just want to say, if I was going to commission a portrait out of crystals, honestly, I wouldn't want it to look like me. I don't <laughs> want it to be realistic. I want sure. it to look like the absolute best possible version of me, which... In Tiffany Trump's case, is arguably Miley Cyrus.
0: What room do you put this quote-unquote oh, portrait God. in? Is it in your living room? Because every time you have a social gathering, everyone looks at it. Is it in your hall? i mean, I'm sure she's got a billion rooms yeah. to choose from, but— I can't tell, and a lot of celebrities do this—they commission
1: sure. artwork of themselves for some unknown reason. I think you put it in the Oval Office to remind your father that you exist. <laughs> That's
0: a great, great take.
1: Also, <laughs> I can't do better than what that. What is she wearing in this photo? The shoes are insane. It's, 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 I this just jacket down. is nasty. She's wearing one of those bandage top. Like yeah. not even the dress. Really it's just tough. The top. Look, actually. It's, she does not look like I think good. she looks like Tara Reed more than Miley oh Cyrus here, totally. doesn't she?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: More Really odd bad luck. Um, next thing not worth the tea, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Maybe it's because I don't like Emily Blunt, but like respond to <laughs> your emails. I love John Krasinski. Don't love them together. Terrible is a, take. Another bad <laughs> Absolutely take. Absolutely atrocious. I know. So Chris Martin from Coldplay went on Ellen this week, mm-hmm. and he explained to her that—this is Chris Martin—after he saw A Quiet Place, he emailed them, like, a joke idea for a mm-hmm. musical. And the whole joke is that the musical is silent. Like, <laughs> ha-ha, Chris Martin. Maybe I wouldn't respond to that wow. idea. <laughs> but Ellen posted it on her Instagram and tagged them both and was like, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, did you get an email from Chris <sighs> Martin? John responded. He's like, "I did not get an email." The man is a world treasure. Are you kidding me, Emily? What have you done? So <laughs> Emily Blunt is leaving Coldplay on red, and then Nick Jonas because he's always online. Oh my God. Nick God. Jonas get popped on, of commented, and said, "I also sent you an email Shut. telling you how incredible I thought the film was.
1: I too did not get a reply. Yeah, because okay, you're Nick Jonas. Jonas. You're leaving everyone on red." Okay, but here's this. I'm someone who, this is really bad that I admit this, rarely (laughs) checks my personal email. Like, (laughs) I would go weeks. So maybe… They just, like, you know, forgot. Yeah, but if you got Nick Jonas at AOL.com
0: emailing you, you open it and at least do the automated, like, response that pops <laughs> up so with a mom that's like, thanks. More you like know? Emily Blunt's assistant. What are you doing? Oh, right. Sure. To right. Or at least Coldplay. Like, that's a really good, like, person to have in your corner, you know? Yeah. Hmm.
2: Weird. Really weird. And lastly? Probably not worth the tea. This actually is worth the tea. Yeah. But I didn't know where else to put it. Robert Pattinson just debuted a campaign for Dior Um. Is it Um? How do you pronounce that in French? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's a campaign and it's like pictures and a very weird video. And he honestly is so hot again. (laughs) I just needed to put this out there. He is like back to his like heartthrob days, but he's still really weird. And actually, the question I wanted to ask both of you this is kind of a, a segue to unanswerable questions. Does Robert Pattinson's weirdness enhance his hotness? Or take away from his hotness.
1: Enhance. 100%.
2: 100%. I agree. Because, like, he's he's so much more than just an internet boyfriend now. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's
0: just got the weird... He's just fucking weird. ...quality. But, like, he's still really hot. Yeah. He just happens to be really weird. It's a i to into Shia LaBeouf. It's just, you can't... You're into a- Shia LaBeouf? What? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> T time's most unanswerable question of the week. Thank
1: you, Kaya. Okay, Amelia, we're going to start with you. Okay, um, since I am the only... Viewhead here while at the ringer.com, but it's fine, it's a very popular show. So, it was recently revealed that Abby Huntsman, who is one of the five co hosts, is leaving The View to work on her father's uh, gubernatorial campaign in uh, Utah. But here's the thing apparently, there's more drama to this, like apparently she was like being kind of bullied, and Ooh. yeah, and there's a lot of drama behind the scenes with Megan McCain. Apparently, none of them are talking to Megan McCain. makes sense, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, um so they're obviously gonna be a look on the lookout for a new host, a new co-host and let let me just remind you some of the iconic people who have graced this chair, Barbara Walters, okay oh. <laughs> she's legit, Come yeah she on. Is, yeah she okay, is. Okay. she is Lisa Ling. Meredith Vieira. Like, we're talking, like, skilled journalists, but also, like, Raven Simone, <laughs> Jenny McCarthy, Candace Cameron Bure, like, <laughs> random ass people who have also, like, been on Dancing with the Stars. There's a pretty big overlap of those I, two. I want to say before we continue for
0: the listeners at home, we all have computers normally and read very carefully from an outline fact. Amelia rattled those <laughs> off from the of her mind her she was eyes looking at <laughs> back and forth between both of us just like counting them off on one hand her mind went to a different place that was so deeply ingrained in just the knowledge that you have of this show that was so,
2: so, so impressive yeah. <laughs> that we can't even do it justice that was really funny yeah Thanks. well done. well
1: thank you well I'm a huge fan shout out to my friend Alex who's also a huge fan but anyway okay so they're gonna be on the hunt for a new co-host so I have I have a few ideas go ahead okay. please thank you thank you okay Nicole Yvette Brown, who was on Community. She's also been a co-host multiple times, like a fill-in co-host. She's really funny. Sure, get her in there. She has some good takes. Okay, Anna Navarro, who is one of their fill-in people. Yeah, and she's also Republican, so it'd be like— because Abby is technically, like, moderate Republican. Mm -hmm. She'd be a good, you know, other person to fill in because she's the same way. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Bring back Jenny McCarthy or Raven Simone, because that you would because it's chaotic. The way that you They're thrive nuts, on chaos, you know? It's just I love that. Funny. But here's a, and then my number one: we need to get Kathy Lee Gibbard back on TV. <laughs> She's wild. She was on that fourth hour of the Today Show. Any fans of that? Where they were her and Hoda? Sipping and wine at like 9 30 a.m. This show has slipped out of my fingers. I have no
2: control over There's it. It's like a wild look I've never seen in Amelia's yeah. eyes before. We should have loved this for last. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry.
1: Okay. So th- those no, are my that thoughts. Was
2: amazing. Would love
1: to know your thoughts. So
2: yeah, unfortunately, we don't have thoughts. So please let Amelia know. Yeah, none. Wow. Yeah, you know. That was really something. Okay. I'm not nearly as excited about this as Amelia was <laughs> about her question, but my unanswerable question is would you go to the moon? If your safety was guaranteed. This is inspired by a tweet from at YouGov, which said they did a study and they said half of Brits wouldn't want to take a trip to the moon, even if their safety was guaranteed. Here were the top reasons. 23% said, just not interested. Sure. 11% said, this is my favorite one, not enough to see slash do. Oh, <laughs> Damn. shot at the moon. 10% said they would rather visit other places on Earth. <laughs> 9% said, quote, no point.
0: Okay, also, why
2: are there so many options? What kind of <laughs> survey is <laughs> this? And 9% re- just fully rejected the guaranteed safety premise. That's fair. Which is also, yeah, that is fair. So my question to you is, do you agree with half of Brits, or would you take a trip to the moon if your safety was guaranteed?
1: Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, I mean, if it was free, too. I don't want to pay money to go Sure, to I think, sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you would, if it a free trip to the moon, you're right. definitely going to make
0: it back. Yeah,
1: why not? Just to say, hey, you know what? I've been to the moon.
0: Right. This is. I've been saying this for the year that they asked me to be on the hottest take. But I'm just gonna preview it now. I believe we need to pull back on space travel <laughs> as a whole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just
0: Let it be what it is, and you gotta pull back. Our Earth is dying. <laughs> we gotta we need go a new planet. Underwater. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Land is uninhabitable, but the sea is full of life. Wow. (laughs) gotta get on the hottest take. Oh my God. Pull back on space travel. (laughs) There is no way you are going to space alive. (laughs) Oh my God. We're not meant to be up there. We're just not.
1: But couldn't you say the same thing about underwater? Nope. There are things down there. (laughs) There are things down there.
2: Incredible. All
0: right, then.
1: Uh, Liz, what's your question? (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: This is for Will Smith and also my mom. Okay. Will Smith was on the late night show with Seth Meyers, and he was explaining why he never curses in his rap songs. And this is his explanation. He says he was 12 years old when he started rapping, and he had his book where he'd write down lyrics, and he'd have all these little curse words. And his grandmother found the book, and he then she never said anything to him, but he flipped the page one day. And this is what she wrote in this rap notebook. Dear Willard, Truly oh. intelligent people do not have to oh. use words like this to express themselves. <laughs> Please show the world that you're as smart as we think you are. Love, Gigi. I'm oh. Like, oh, should we not curse? Like, this is bad. I felt really bad about myself That's after so reading this sweet here. note that from Wilson's grandma. Yeah, we wow. We have a big cursing problem on Tea Time. My mom points it out quite often. <laughs> and this really made me sit back and think, you know, guys? I don't want Will Smith's grandma to, like, be disappointed in me. I know. You know? I oh, know.
1: This is also a great info because when I was growing up, my parents would only, like, let me listen to Will Smith's rap. They'd be like, you can only listen to Big Willie Style. And I was like, okay, that fine. That explains a lot about you, actually. I know. It does. Yeah. It does. So Food for sh- thought. Should we stop cursing?
0: Maybe. Maybe. Let's try it out. <laughs> okay. Okay, that is all the time we have this week. <laughs> Thank God. Thank you, Kaya, our producer, and thanks for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. Get Liz Kelly on the hottest day. <laughs>